Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Hello, it's Pastor Julie, and we are in the first installment of our series called We Believe, uh, based on the Apostles' Creed, and today we're starting with the statement, We Believe in God, and the scriptures we're using today are Exodus 3, 13 and 14, and Psalm 19, verse 1 through 4. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. And from Psalm 19. The heavens are telling the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, there are no words, their voice is not heard, yet their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. The word of God for God's people. Thanks be to God. Now, this afternoon, we will begin our very first virtual confirmation class, a project some of us in the Dover District have been working on for months now. It's not too late to register, so please find the link on our Facebook page and join us for this really unique way to learn about your faith. The pandemic has given us new opportunities to do things we wouldn't have even considered any other way, and this is one example. I believe, too, that as the pandemic has kept us from being together in worship and has moved us online, several things have happened. First, those who were regular attenders in the church have felt like they've been cut adrift in the sea, finding it difficult to maintain the strength of their faith they had before March. Part of our faith journey, the part that keeps our faith strong, is being together, worshiping together, hearing the music of our faith, and hearing the word of God preached. And these last few months have left some of us feeling disconnected, unsure how to keep our connection with each other and with God. Second, we have had a lot of unchurched or formerly churched people coming online and being with us in the virtual setting. It has been amazing to see how many people from around the world have been worshiping with us and hearing that word preached week after week. And before COVID, We wouldn't have done this, couldn't have done this, without the technology we were forced to use just a few months ago. So we have a couple things going on. We have people of faith trying to stay grounded and connected without the support we are used to having, and those who are exploring faith, drawn by God to Him through our online services. This pastor in particular believes it is a God moment, and I have prayed about how to lead and grow our people in their faith during this challenging time with two very different groups of people needing to connect and learn about their faith. I thought about our confirmants and how we will be talking about what we believe as Christians over the next five weeks. So after much prayer, I have been led to really dig into what we believe as people of God, believers in Jesus Christ who follow him on our journey of life. 
The Apostles' Creed is the basis of this series, since it is a statement of what Christians believe. It was written a long time ago by the fathers of the church in order to do just what we're trying to do today, to put into words what we believe. The word creed itself comes from the Latin word credo, which means simply, I believe. Each week, we'll take a look at a different part of the creed until we've worked through all of it. These are the beliefs that shape who we are as Christians and how we interact with the world around us. The purpose is that when we are finished each Sunday, you will understand what we believe as Christians and have the words to explain to anyone else what we believe, to be better equipped to reach someone for Christ, or maybe have the understanding you need to put your faith in Jesus Christ too. Today we begin with God. The creed opens with, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Now, one thing I want to say right out of the gate is that I'm not going to try to prove the existence of God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit in this series. My assumption is that you already believe in God on some level. I don't have to prove it. The question of God's existence to those who believe doesn't need proof, and to those who don't believe, no proof will be sufficient. It's a well-known fact that you can't argue anyone into believing into God's, in God, so, I, so don't waste your time. Just know how to tell someone else what you believe and show them what you believe by how you behave in the world. That's the best way to share the good news. So if someone would ask you today how you know there is a God, that God exists, what would you say? Most people asking this question will want qualitative proof from a scientific viewpoint. They want to see the hard evidence of God, and although there is evidence, it is rarely enough for those who already made up their mind that there is no God. Our creed states that God is the creator of heaven and earth. As people of faith, we can look at the universe. We can see, look at our very existence and see proof positive of God. There are 18 natural laws that work in harmony to essentially hold the universe together. That in itself can't possibly be random. There had to be an intelligent being to design and create this world where complex life exists. Psalm 19 puts it this way. The heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech. There are no words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes through, out through all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. The fact that this world exists, the heavens, the earth, the seas, the living creatures, and especially human beings, just screams out the glory of the one who created it all. How many of you know that your Bible has an introduction before you get to the actual scripture? Well, it does. Take the time to read it. It is packed full of valuable information. But anyway, in this introduction, under the section titled Major Themes in Scripture, I read this statement. A foundation for everything else we believe is our faith in God as creator. It's true. If we did not believe in an intelligent being we call God as the creator of everything, then we would not have faith in anything. To say God created the world is to say that God is distinct from the world and desired it. We may not be able to see God, but we see the evidence of God in the created world. The thing is that even though people of faith look at the universe and its design and see God, people who choose to believe there is no God 
we'll never see God in creation. There are scientists who discover amazing things and turn to faith in God. But there are also scientists who discover the same amazing thing and decide there is no God. We choose faith. Remember, the very definition of faith is given in Hebrews 11.1. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is believing what we cannot see. Some will only believe what they can see. That's not faith. In Romans 1, Paul says just that. Ever since the creation of the world, his eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, have been understood and seen through the things he has made. So they, referring to those who do not believe in God, are without excuse. Or to go along with this, there's this story of a six-year-old girl sitting in a classroom one day, and the teacher was going to explain evolution to the children. The teacher asked a little boy, Tommy, do you see the tree outside? Yes. Tommy, do you see the grass outside? Yes. Look outside and see if you see the sky. Yes, I see the sky. Did you see God? No, that's my point. We can't see God because he isn't there. He doesn't exist. Well, the little girl spoke up and wanted to ask the boy some questions too. And the teacher agreed. And the little girl asked, Tommy, do you see the teacher? Yes. Do you see her brain? No. Then according to what we were taught in school today, she must not have one. Hmm. As Christians and Methodists, we believe in God's prevenient grace, that God is always pursuing us and calling us into a relationship with him. We are surrounded by the evidence of his presence and his power, but especially his love. Our very existence reveals that God desired us or else we wouldn't be here at all. Over and over in scripture, God points to what God does in the world and in our lives to show us he is God. In Exodus, God reminds the Israelites over and over that they can know he is God by the very fact that he alone brought them out of Egypt, rescued them from slavery, parted the Red Sea, and stopped Pharaoh in his tracks. If we look back over our own lives, we can see evidence of God working in our lives and in the world too. Maybe not quite as dramatically, but we can see it if we choose to look. We may not be able to touch and feel God, but we can feel God's presence and see God working in our lives. God is always finding ways to reveal himself to us. In our story of Moses in the burning bush, we see the story of God revealing himself to Moses. Moses is doing the shepherd thing and watching his flocks, and then he sees a bush, a bush that's burning but not burning up. The interesting thing is that God waited to talk to Moses until Moses made the choice to turn aside and look at the bush. He calls to him and Moses comes closer. When during the conversation, Moses asks God's name, he gives a very puzzling answer. He says, I am who I am. And this is where the names Yahweh and Jehovah come from, in case you were wondering. But for me, this is not really a name. My name is Julie. That's Chris. That's Will. But I am is not a real name. But what I've come to discover, though, is that God is. 
God is everything. God is all things. God is good. God is love. God is the source of every created thing. You can't put God in a box by giving God a single name. Only God is big enough and powerful enough to give himself a name, and one of our human names will never be enough. I am is truly the only name that encompasses all God is, and we won't believe in God until we, like Moses, choose to turn and take a look, see the evidence, and decide to have faith. In the hymnal, number 884, is the statement of faith of the Korean Methodist Church. Its opening line says, We believe in the one God, creator and sustainer of all things, father of all nations, the source of all goodness and beauty, all truth and love. We can never fully put into words all God is, but this comes pretty close, I think. In the end, though, each one of us has to give our own answer. Why do we believe in God? For me, I can tell you I know God exists because God has revealed himself to me in many ways and continues to do so. I see God in creation. When I pray, I feel God is with me and listening. I often see answers to my prayers. In the midst of trying times, I find a peace that I couldn't have on my own. And I feel the love of God for me all the time, even when human love fails me. How can that be anything but God? So we're going to finish by asking the question, why does it matter that we believe in God? Well, it's important in life because what we believe directs how we behave, what we do, and how we act. Our deepest and most important beliefs as Christians cause us to act, sacrifice, and serve based on those beliefs. If we ask different people of faith to give one answer about who God is, you'd get all different answers. Some of the answers I've heard are the creator of everything, the final judge, our moral compass. If we believe God is the final judge and our moral compass, won't that really make us think about how we act? Through God's word, we hear how people who believe in God should behave. Don't lie, steal, or kill. For example, treat others as you want to be treated. Jesus in John 13 gives his disciples a new commandment, that you love one another. Then he goes on to say that, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. What we believe matters. Christianity teaches us that we are known and loved by God, that we have value and worth as human beings, that all people matter to God. If God exists and we believe his promises, then we know that we are never alone, that we are loved beyond measure. People behave differently when they know they are loved like that. Treat others differently too. How would we behave if we believed there was no God? When frustrating or bad things happened, people who believe they are alone in the universe won't have that moral compass and anger can go unchecked. And that's when revenge becomes the better choice than forgiveness. Wars would never end because we'd have no reason to negotiate for peace. The poorest among us would die out from natural selection because they would be the weakest and no one would see them as worthy of life. Prejudice would rule the day all the time. It is our faith in God, a God who loves us unconditionally, who planned and created us, 
that makes a way for us to work against the forces that try to keep us focused on ourselves instead of loving one another. It is our faith in God that allows us to sacrifice for others, to serve others, to deny ourselves and work for peace. The mission of the United Methodist Church is to make disciples for Jesus Christ, for the transformation of the world. It is our faith in God, not only that God exists, but that God is a loving, relational creator that allows us to even begin to hope that this world can be transformed. But it takes hard work following Christ and walking in God's ways each and every day. It takes being able to put into words what it means that we believe in God. So let's give it a try. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. One God that created all things and the evidence of God's existence in all creation is everywhere we look. God created us because God loves us and God wants us to have a relationship with him. Throughout the ages, God has also shown us who he is and God's nature and desire for our lives are captured in his written word, the Bible. Belief in God changes us and how we behave towards our fellow human beings, like forgiving someone who hasn't even asked for it, loving and working with people who, on our own, we'd avoid, giving our time and money away when we'd rather spend them on ourselves. Faith gives us the power to change the world as we begin to live and love like God. God is love, and the mark of his disciples is our love for each other. Because we believe in God, we know we are loved, and that love changes us and gives us the power to change this world for good, all because we believe. So take the time to reflect on why you believe in God and what that belief makes possible in your life. Ask yourself how your faith in God has changed you. Ask how your faith can be seen and how you live your life. Share the answers to those questions with someone else this week. Talk about what what you believe and why. It's a good conversation to have, and you never know. But this is how God may use you to transform the world. Amen. So now I'm going to end with reading the ecumenical version of the Apostles' Creed we find in our hymnals. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.